screen that way so I'm not like blocked with the sound. Oh shoot. All right, hey, hey, hey. That hey. was I was recording that part. Oh. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the trees falling in the woods podcast, I think, with myself, Rob Santos, and Jeff Dell, don't, uh... I'm sorry, first and foremost. I'm probably going to apologize about this in the beginning. I left my freaking microphone at home. I bring it with me every single time. Every time I come back from New York, I always bring my microphone with me. And this is the only time that I forgot to fucking bring it. You know? But I want to get another one, so I'm trying to get two. But yeah, I fucking... Yeah. It, just so pissed. So pissed. Is this going to be a part of the official episode? This right here, or is this a test? What? No, this is... What do you mean? This is real? This is for real? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're recording. Damn, Robert! Back at it again with the Trees Falling Podcast! <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> oh, so, man. not on the internet, Robert. Oh, man. Lately. You know? I'm busy with life and stand-up and oh, family and all dude, that. Dude, I don't even know what... See, you know what? It's funny because, look at Narration vocals not even working on this fucking thing. You know why? Because there's something going on with my fucking thing. So I'm recording it from my phone. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go ahead, let the phone record, okay. and I'll figure the rest of this shit out later. Because for it. some reason, it's set so that it remembers the microphone, but since we don't have the fucking microphone, I'm too stupid to realize how to change it up. Mm-hmm. So there's probably people, people out there like wondering, like, hey, you guys are fucking idiots. What was that sound for? Leave me out of this. I'm not dealing with this. No, no, no. What was that? What was that for? It was this. It's the, it's like the latest, dumbest, most popular sort of meme. Um, and and in that, I don't mean like a picture. I mean, uh, you know, a meme can be anything. Anything that like that it goes viral or what? It's like a viral video. It's basically this kid, these two kids in California. And um, one of them's named Daniel, and, and the other one I forget, I don't know his name, but he did it like every day for a month or some shit like that, where every single time he would see this kid, he would record it and, and basically um, just compliment him on his clothes. So he'd say, damn, Daniel, you know, like, and then say something like, well, back out again with the, the high tops or whatever the fuck he's wearing. And it, it just, it's a video where it's that over and over again, but different settings, and people love it for some reason. Like, those two dudes, uh, within a matter of a week or so, were on the Ellen show. And they were talking about it. And they didn't really have much to say, because guess what? They're just a couple of fucking teenagers. And and so Rob, <laughs> Rob is, like, wringing <laughs> his own neck right now. Because <laughs> he's frustrated. Because we've talked about this before. Like, And this is even worse than the things we talked about. Because we've talked about how, like, the Vine... Famous people really haven't earned it, you know. Well, those guys, you know what I mean. The, you let it go, probably. At this it, point, it, right? it, you, you let it go because it's just a new medium. It's just that I'm so not with it anymore. You know, you get old. You well, you know what you know. You, I'm I'm more of a throwback when it comes to that stuff because a lot of guys I know in the city that are making videos and yeah. doing shit. I got ideas for sketches that I jot down all the time, mm-hmm. or you know, just funny things that I'm always thinking about. But I just don't want to like. I don't know. You can try to put shit together on Vine, and it's it's not that bad. You know, it's, I mean, those guys do what they do. I mean, it's just for them to try to step in the stand-up comedy realm. Yeah. It's almost like when fucking, you know, Nick Cannon did it, and it was right. just like... Awful and not a good idea. It was basic. It was, it was almost... I don't know. And it, it, was, was, it, was, it was entitlement. 
Yeah. That's what that was. It's he like, was already kind of famous, and mm-hmm. he's like, I bet I could do this, and yep. then he tried. And Put on a, yeah, it was, it was almost like one of those deals, was like, like especially with streaming television. It's like, yeah, just because you can stream television don't mean every fucking show is good. Yeah, or you know deserves I mean? to be watched or anything. Yeah, like exactly. That. Like, yeah. I was watching this one show with Erica about, um, what was it? Um, it's called Love. It's with this one. I like that show. You don't like that fucking show? No, I liked it. I tapped out after like four or five episodes. How come? I just, I just lost interest. Yeah. yeah, I can't, I can't binge do the binge thing anymore. It's got to like, it's really, really got like. I yeah. thought it was fun. I thought. It, I will mean, you I, continue to? Watch? I don't mean like. I don't, I'm not saying you have to watch all ten in a row. I think, will you finish I, it up someday? I think I did like six to seven. I think I finished yeah. off when I started tapping out when he and the girl Birdie got together and did their the uh, date. Yeah, did the date, yeah. and then I think the next one is when like I think he kissed her and he got mad amped and he was at and plus Jordan Rock was in it. I was like. So what's Jordan, what's with him? Yeah, Jordan Rock's cool. I mean, yeah. you know, I see him. You know, we're cool. I mean, he, when I see him, it's hey, what's good? How you been? Type shit. Yeah. Um. So Jordan's a cool dude. What's funny about that though is when when you know he shows up on the show. Um. I didn't know who he was, but I'm like, I know this voice. Whose voice is this? He sounds just like all the rocks. Yep. The same. <laughs> yeah. I've done work with Tony. Yeah. I've never met. I've met Chris once. Okay. They all sound the same. Yeah, but that's <laughs> you know? yeah, it's a family thing. They're not trying to be like no, but trying yeah. to emulate Chris or anything. like no, that. No, but it's just just they 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 yeah. eerily look alike, obviously because they're related. Yeah, and yeah. they're cool dudes. Tony's cool. Jordan's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, Chris seemed like a nice guy when mm-hmm. I he was you know when I said hey to him. Yeah, um, that so was when you were at the Oscars, right? Yeah, when I went to the Oscars this mm-hmm. past year, this past uh, few weeks ago, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. Did you win, by the way? No, 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 no. Um, you know, I, too black, huh? too beige, too beige. Yeah. That oh, was... that's right. They went all the way black. <laughs> they, they, on that just, episode. They, they went past Except for the awards themselves. Yeah, um, they didn't like give a fuck a shit about the fucking award. But no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. I thought it was cool, man. I don't mind it so much. I mean, I thought it was all right, but I just tapped out. I mean, I don't have the yeah. attention span for it. You know, like it's that's for true. me. Like it's great writing. Apatow's brilliant. The comic who write who wrote it, Paul Russ. Is fucking awesome. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's a great actor. I think mm-hmm. he's a really really good actor for what he was for what he was doing. So mm-hmm. he's really good. The girl who plays the um you know the trashy chick. I from can see the community. Gillian Jacobs. Yeah. yeah, she's from Community. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I didn't know. I mean, she's she's very talented. I mean, uh, it's funny how the chick in the first episode is a chick from the AT and T commercials. Yeah, yeah she's uh, Melena Vintrup. I think yeah, yeah I think she's she's, a, uh, she's yeah. I, I want to marry her someday. Yeah, I think she started out as an improviser too. She did. Yeah. 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 See, so like you know you get to see these people kind of do their work and you. Like for me, I have to watch more stuff, more stuff like this because I have to start to appreciate, you know, people's work again, you know, kind of get an idea because watching it kind of inspired me to rewrite my, my little web series that I've been trying to piece together. That's right. You know, I, I did like three episodes and I scrapped all three because I didn't like them nah. after watching, you know, Love and I think another uh, show that um, Eric and I have been picking up on. So I've been watching the shows. I love Modern Family still. Um, uh, Superstore is pretty cool. Um, you know, sometimes you get, I, I, my, it's just my attention span. I, I can't do it anymore. I tap out mm-hmm. after a while. Like if I lose interest, I just tap out, you know, like um, in like we went to go see Deadpool together. I tapped out. No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, well, the anxiety of being around a bunch of fucking people. Oh, yeah. Day. And then the fact that white people are ignorant also fucking oh, over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring that into. Yeah. Me. We but, can. It's yeah, fine. No, I'm no. It's just saying like that kind of ruined my night too. But we went back to see it again without yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And you enjoyed it more. Ding ding ding! <laughs> I was like, oh man, I was like Undertaker at WrestleMania this past year. I just, well, you know, what's, I mean, the thing about that too is that like that night, it was just like, oh shit! Uh, you texted me, I was like, hey, I'm about to go to see Deadpool. Oh yeah, I was like, you guys want to come? Okay, cool. And you weren't necessarily prepared for. 
I think maybe no. I was that. I was prepared, prepared because I was gonna go see it at in the other spot in Hartford. Oh, okay. It's just that it made it it made it a little easier for me to go see it with you guys. But I just I just yeah. feel I don't like crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like you know people say, well, how can you not like crowds? You're a comedian because I can control it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, part and, of a crowd. Yeah, and then every you're time the conductor. Exactly, and yeah. when I finish my set, most of the time I go right outside. Mm-hmm. I just I have to get some air. Yeah. I have to because I just I have to breathe because it, I get a little tight. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it at all. It just it's yeah. it makes me totally uncomfortable having to do something like that, mm-hmm. especially because you know it's all because it's all about you know like I want to enjoy the moment. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else either. So sometimes it's a little uncomfortable for me because I don't want to make it uncomfortable for other people. Right. You know because like last I think I went to go see um, the Hangover Two. And I had a, for this promotion, I was doing promotion for it. Like, I was just doing a couple comedy shows. And, yeah. you know, we had to mention that shit as we were doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, back when I was in the city, and I got early passes to see it a week early. Mm-hmm. And Eric and I were there, and the fucking movie theater was packed. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. I get out of the fucking movie theater. I walk across the street to Dwayne Reed. I get some water poured over my head. And I was just freaking out, man. I just couldn't do it. Just, I mean, I couldn't even enjoy the fucking movie. And I felt yeah. bad for Erica because she couldn't enjoy it because I couldn't enjoy it, you yeah. know? And I was like, you know, I wanted to... I only did it because I felt like I had to do it, but I'm just not a fan, man. I think, we, I think we both don't like crowds, but for d- different reasons. Like, obviously, you're saying that you kind of have anxiety about it is what it sounds like, right? Yeah, it just because my anxiety just yeah. goes through the roof. My, mine is, is, is anxious too, but for different reasons. I don't, I don't like get like that where I need to like pour water on my head, but I, I feel like I live in a world where, um, in a world, <laughs> yeah, where, um, where because white where white people <laughs> have taken control back over the earth, Which, uh, like it should be. No, uh, just kidding. That's Sorry. Close. Close. Anywho, <laughs> we're close. So, okay, so you know, I'm I'm a bigger guy, and I'm working on that. Um, and I I'll go maybe go into that later, but I'm working on not being quite as big, and um. I think I think anybody else out there who might be a bigger person can can possibly relate to this but you know the last thing we want to do is look like buffoonish clumsy oafs so <clears throat> at least me personally like I'm constantly looking where I'm going and minding oh, my man. surroundings that's, and everything that's got nothing to do with you that's not got nothing to do with your physical situation because well, if that's the case cuz oh, I, so I no I, it happens <laughs> to me all the time I'm a taller dude man I'm like 6'1 yeah. 6'2 six, so for me, it's like when I'm on the subway, I, uh, uh, you know, well, that is yeah. packed. I, I do. No, but I feel like nobody else is really paying attention to where they're going, and so I'm always like being mindful not to bump into people, but other people don't really share that same mindset. Oh, I do all the time. I, yeah. I, and for me, because I my feet get stepped on all the time. Because you're yeah. you're 100 right. People like it's so funny how like spatial, <laughs> like it was yeah. like, spatial awareness. You know, people don't understand. Like I talk with my hands a lot, so sometimes right. I'll flail it and I might hit somebody. Mm-hmm. So I have to be constantly aware of where I'm at and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Especially having a little one around me too. So when I'm walking with my daughter, sometimes I have to be mindful of where she is because I might just trample her mm-hmm. depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I mean, when I'm on the subway, dude, and it's rush hour. Oh man, it's almost like it's so tight and then people are all on your ass. So I feel like everyone's <laughs> trying to get in your ass. It's just it's so odd and weird yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when you try to turn you can't move too fast but right. you want to make sure you get there quick enough before the door fucking closes because mm-hmm. it's only open for so long mm-hmm. so it's like uh, I've, I've tagged a couple people in the forehead man many times with my elbows yeah. because it's it's just the same deal man I think it's it's just you know when you 
my limbs are longer, you know, too. Yeah. So I have like a six foot eight wingspan. Right. So for me, it's like I can I be tagging people all the time, man. So I I think I'm just like you, dude. I'm always constantly having to be on guard about but, that yeah, shit. Yeah, but I'm I'm I, me personally, like I I'm matrixing through everything. Like I'm the most. I had, well, not to brag, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty graceful, heavy dude because I'm just like sliding through, trying not to touch people, yeah. and I, you know, I'm of course I rub up against people every once in a while, but um, and, yeah, and, and just just the idea that like it seems like um, when people walk around, especially like around Christmas time or something at the stores or whatever, it's like they they have a sense of oh no, they don't well hold on <laughs> <laughs> they all right they know they're there to shop. But that's the extent of it. Like, they don't have a sense of, like, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this. People are like, awful. Th- there's, no, there's no real direction or pattern or whatever. They're just kind of milling about. No, there's... Looking di- around, like, they're walking around like they're fucking tourists, mm-hmm. and there's they've never seen big buildings before. No, something. there is direction. Their direction. They don't yeah. give a fuck about nobody else but them. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've been driving these past... Every time I come out here, I'll drive around and shit, mm-hmm. and people that are on the fucking roads are fucking assholes, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm driving a little slower, people are impatient. They can't wait for me to take the full turn, or if they're mad a stop sign and this is one of my biggest pet peeves when yeah. I'm at a stop sign and there's a person behind me when I go they go with me oh, yeah. oh my we, we, god we've talked about fuck this those guys show. man <laughs> fuck them yeah. fuck them to hell man and the <laughs> niggas who fucking have their and I'm saying yeah. niggas cause I can say that shit I'm on some fucking I'm on some goose gotchage they think you're running fucking, defense for them yeah exactly I'm on some goose gotchage fucking Donald Trump some fucking um, North Korea shit right now <laughs> where if you have tinted windows in the front on your windshield, <laughs> nigga. There's never a good time to say nigga. That's what they always say. But when I see that shit, I'm like, nigga. <laughs> come on, like, come on for real, dog. Yeah, like, like, hey, look, look. If you have to have, if you have to have tinted windows yeah. in the front of your fucking car, chances are you should not be driving, <laughs> or you shouldn't be driving because your license is revoked, yeah. or you don't have one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or there's stuff in the car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You. Fucks and I hate that shit. And it's always the same people in the fucking neighborhoods that be doing that mm-hmm. shit. It's like nobody respects the road anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish I could just take my dick out and just <laughs> right on the forehead because that's how my big my dick is. Yep. It goes right there. That's how big that shit is. Round their fucking foreheads. Fuck them to hell. I have no way of confirming that, so I'm just gonna take. I'm a just word saying, for it. man. I whip it out right now. Mm-hmm. But that shit angers me. There just mm-hmm. it's ignorance, man. It's a lot of ignorance around, man. I try to do my best to be mindful of everyone, not to make myself seem like I'm a like you know like holier than thou. You know what I'm saying? But I do know one thing is, man. I try to respect people around me, especially respect people's space, especially when they're with their kids, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing I try to do because I want people to respect me with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like one day, okay, I was holding. I hold a door for people. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah. I, do. I don't mind holding the door for people if it's like three, four, five, six people I'll do that I don't yeah. give a fuck you know what I'm saying it's like oh yeah you, you enjoy the rest of your day because sometimes that little sense of fucking um what I say uh let's say what was the word I'm looking for I can't even fucking say the word I'm looking decency? for decency some common motherfucking yeah. decency it's like yeah there you go bitch see you later you know what I'm saying I was like yeah. I'm glad I got a chance to, in the yeah in the nicest way. of fucking ways you yeah. fucking whore thank you you know what I'm saying you're very fucking welcome well there was this old bitch right she was holding the door for like three of her old friends mm-hmm. and she looked at me I looked at her her and she let the door go right right it was almost as if it was almost as if if i were on the ledge yeah and she was trying to she saved everyone else it's almost like 
Sorry, Rob. <laughs> and she just, I was like Mufasa. No, no, no. <laughs> you were the good son. At yeah, that the point. good son. There we go. Not, I was like, I guess I wasn't the age range of her opening the door for people. And I get out, I was like, what the fuck? As soon as yeah, I get yeah, out yeah. the door, <laughs> yeah. that's what I said. It's like, you know, if, if anyone has, like, what, what questions do you have, Rob, about that situation? What the fuck? That's the question I have about that. She like, just came up to you, long live yeah, the king. Wow. Yeah, I hope she died crossing the street. Well, chances are, if she was that old, she probably died shortly thereafter. Oh my god, it was so fuck! I couldn't believe that motherfucking shit. Yeah, that is the strangest thing, and like, you know, obviously that could possibly be blamed on like, ah, I'm a scared old white lady, but no, no, she was black. No, she was oh, black. She was, it then. she was like Jamaican or some shit. What makes it even worse? I don't yeah. know how it makes it worse, but I just want to say. Oh that. <laughs> no! Well, I mean, what the blue cut man? You like? Yeah, I, 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 I get a sense. That, like, that uh, I, I hold no door for you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that like, I, that, that, like okay. First and foremost, I will say that you know, um, I've you know, in in my where I work, I've encountered a lot of people from the Caribbean. <laughs> and they're all nice, wonderful people. You know, everybody's wonderful, right, Rob? Aren't they all just great? But um, yeah. they, I, I feel like they definitely like, like it's almost like when I, when when Hispanic people um, oh, get upset and and rightly so when you like if you were to go up to someone who's Puerto Rican and be like oh uh, hey Puerto you're Rican. Cuban no <laughs> <laughs> that would be very awkward and, and uncomfortable but that's not what I was going for yeah. um, just like oh uh, oh you're from Cuba aren't you or something like that they get oh, real man. upset like 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 if you were to come yeah. up to me and be like is your ancestry French or whatever which part of it is but. Fine, that's a bad example. If you were to come up to me like, oh, is your ancestry German? I would be like, no, no, I'm of Italian, French, English. Oh, and then I wouldn't man. get upset at all because, like, I can understand where you might make that fucking mistake. Oh, yeah, but it's, but, well, yeah, it's, it's silly, like, though. people, people, like, you know, I guess minorities, like, when you, when you misidentify them, it's the end of the goddamn world. But it's not your... But I understand it, no, too. No, 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 it's just me. Don't, don't say don't. that afterwards. <laughs> just say what you said. To them, it is the end of the goddamn world because you know why they identify, they, their, their identities are so strong in who they are that yeah. they have to keep that guys up. Like, look, if somebody, I get mixed up all the time. Yeah. All the fucking time. I, people, like, I got, I, my jokes I've been writing about this lately have been like, some people say, hey, Rob, are you black and white? Yep. <laughs> it's just like fuck it let's just yeah. play that game let's You're just see what, everything yeah exactly I'm half everything fuck it I'm like a racial ninja I don't give a fuck anymore you know what I'm saying it's just like whatever you want me to be when I'm around black people you know what I'm saying when yeah. I'm around white people it's like brah, 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 white you know what yeah. I'm saying configuration I'm like really confident and shit and I'm around Puerto Rican people it's like mira I'm getting the line thing that type of shit you know and then I'm around black folk yeah I'm innocent you know you know I can't breathe type shit but it's just it's all one of those things like I am whatever it is that people want me to be in that moment and yeah. you know what? It's pretty cool because I get the fuck around. Like if I yeah. see a, like if I see a white woman coming down the street, and it's like two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like we're coming close to each other. Like we're getting real, real close. I'll cross the street. Just to fuck with her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm supposed to do that. It's like, you're not getting me today, bitch. And I just, and I just yeah. run away. You know, because I'm scared too. So yeah. it's like, I like doing shit like that to fuck with people. Right. So I'm like, whatever it is you want me to be. Like, because mm -hmm. that's what people do. It's like, people have this identity to their race and to their culture so much is that once I find out what you are, therefore, I go to, I go into the file. Like, okay, white. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm going to do this. Okay. Let's this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, oh, all right. Yeah. Well, 
Brad. Brad. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. So, you know, that type of shit. Um, mm, oh, slavery. Donald Trump. Sore subject for them, too. Yeah, right. exactly. Right in that file came in. Oh, well, it looks like we have the taking over the world here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, it, it's silly because in a sense that like I, I just go with the flow, man. You got to because yeah. I can understand. Like, all right, for instance, I listen to this. I mention this show all the time because I'm. I, I love the show. Family, whatever. No, no, no. Modern no. Family. No, no. Modern Family is great. All right, go ahead. I'm my uh, to before I finish my thought, Phil Dunphy is the greatest dad, the greatest television dad of all time. <laughs> he just passed Bill Cosby. Just, just passed, just wow. passed Doctor Huxtable. Just barely. Huh? No, just. Be, I mean, he must the, be a gem. No, he is fucking awesome. Well, okay, Huxtable's one thing. Cosby's another. Yeah, one. I'm saying he just passed Doctor Huxtable yeah. as the greatest TV dad of all time. Have you ever watched Modern Family? Here and there. Oh, he's just. He's like this big goof and he's so sweet and his tensions are so pure yeah. and I forget the gentleman's name that plays him he does such a great oh, fucking role I know role. it hold on oh, I wish I, I Ty Burrell yeah Ty Burrell he, he deserves every award he gets because he takes such buffoonery from this particular character and makes it so heartwarming and, and like, like dude go on, go on I call it the streets go on Twitter and then just Google, like, do, I mean, do a search for Phil Dunphy yeah. and see how many people identify and love that character. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's such a, a beautiful, beautiful construct of how they piece that together. And I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You were saying the show that you mentioned a lot. Oh, yeah. Dan Levitard. Oh, no, I was going to yeah. say, that was my second Yeah, I, I listen to it because <laughs> yeah. they don't talk about sports and I fucking <clears throat> love it because it pisses people off. Yeah. Cool thing about this particular show, like a couple days ago, uh, Stu Gotts, mm-hmm. the lovable, goofy... You know, aloof Stugatz didn't know that Jonathan Coachman, formerly of the WWE, yep. he didn't know he was black. Hmm. Has he looked at him? Yeah, but I mean, he's like, and his wife didn't know he was black either. Wait, what? wait. Well, I, okay. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were implying that Coachman's wife didn't know he was no, no, black. No, 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 no. That's funny. The too. guy's wife. <laughs> yeah, Stugatz and his wife didn't know that he was black. And it's like, okay. and his wife was like, "Does he tan a lot?" Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's an honest mistake. And I think, I think Coachman got mad or something. I heard he got mad. That's what they were saying on the yeah. show. I didn't read Coachman's tweets or nothing like that. But I mean, he apologized. What the fuck he got to apologize about? He just he made an honest mistake. It's one of those deals. It's like when this whole racial war that we're fighting, which is fucking stupid in my way I just wish we all can just look we all know everyone's pieces of shit you know what I'm saying like people yeah. can people can be like for me you can vote for Trump you can support Trump you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah. you know what I'm saying but we all know the type of people he brings in it's like I'm just not right. gonna fuck with that yeah. and we all know that he Trump went in going to go ahead and say hey go ahead and beat those motherfuckers up I'll pay you legal fees that dude's a fucking asshole for that shit but yeah. but on the idea of Trump Go ahead and support him. We don't care if you're a gun carrying, you know what I'm saying, fucking your sister type fucking guy. That shit, yeah. But, but the thing is, okay, I, I there are people that I run into, and and what they always say is, oh, you know, I like Trump because he speaks his mind, which translates to, I like Trump because he says the racist things I'm afraid to say. Like, exactly, it's fucking crazy. But let him have that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Well, okay. But the thing <clears throat> is, yes, only because. What it is doing in a positive way is it's 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 bringing to light this dark underbelly, this this dark like line mm-hmm. of like there are people like this in this country that are mm-hmm. just the worst, and now they're now they're coming out of the woodwork. Exactly, it's almost yeah. like it's almost like hey, you know, remember remember the whole saying? I remember Patrice Neal was talking about like people were like closet racist, like no one yeah. races out. Now the closet is open, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it's yeah. been blown the fuck off. But the thing is, it's like. What Trump is doing is cool to a point. And the point was 
having those people in his particular and like the, the people who follow him, his supporters, elbow a black dude in the face. An old white man elbowed a black guy in the face as yeah, he was walking the up line. the steps. That's where the line was crossed. Yeah. Now, so when it comes to like a dude like Stu Gotts, whose intentions were pure, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it kind of got off the rails in the segment that they had, and I think mainly because right. Dan Levitar kind of fucked it up, was specifically the fact that he honestly didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a bad thing? Is that an indictment on Stu Gotts and his character and who he is as a man? It's like, no, Stu Gotts seems like a really cool, nice dude. It all depends He's... on what he thinks of black people. Yeah, it's, but... just, it's really just a matter of, well, like, don't, yeah. you don't look mm-hmm. black to me. <clears throat> Not that that's a bad thing that you are. Like, hopefully that's how he feels. Yeah, you know? and that's I, I, probably what it is. And he plays a character on the radio, too. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, he's probably forgotten that moment. That it, you know, people forget that I'm a black dude all the time. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for this fucking thing on my head, then nobody would fucking, people would not know who the hell I was. If I were to go ahead and cut my hair down real, real short, people would probably mix me up for like a white guy. Like a, like a, like a wigger type shit. It's possible. Except, oh, I've had it happen many times. I've even been mistaken yeah. for a girl. Yeah. With my hair tied back. You know, my daughter, she's pretty ambiguous. Do you well. ever forget that you're black or poor? Puerto all the time, Rican, man. All the time. See, yeah, you know, like, I, I will admit this: I don't embrace my Puerto Rican side as much as I want, to, as I should. Yeah, I, 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 that I can attest. To. Even though I talk a lot of shit about Puerto Ricans, people probably hate me once they listen to this. Like, if I ever become famous, like Rob said, all this shit from episode <laughs> one through thirty-three. You yeah, know but we saying? did a blood test, and it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, even then, it's just like you know, I should embrace my Puerto Rican side so much, but then I get so much apathy towards like the cultures in which, like, because coming from Hartford, man, it's dude, it's not a good look, man. Yeah. I mean, living in Hartford the past three years, man, it's not... Like, now that I live uptown, so... Oh, we haven't seen each other in a while, too. Mm. That's why I said, let's skip the pleasantries just to start talking. We'll um, get to them on the show. Yeah, but, I mean, now that I live in New York, man, and I've been out there for a while, like, it's... it's um Like, like now the culture is kind of dissipating because now you got all these white people moving in the areas that used to be predominantly Spanish yeah. and the culture was so strong there now it's starting to take a back seat to some of the newer people that are coming in mm-hmm. now like I knew shit started fucking up when I started walking up the street and I noticed that people were eating outside <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody eats out used to eat outside on the block I used to live on mm-hmm. but now it's just it's rampant and it's just weird it's like yo how is this happening now I don't I mean do what you gotta do the thing yeah. that sucks about it is the fucking rent's going up about two three four hundred dollars you know what i'm saying that's the only thing that sucks about it but at the same time i get it i hate the fact that people consider a safe up-and-coming neighborhood is when a bunch of white people start moving in when white people move in then the rent goes up the restaurants come out so the food's supposed to be a lot better but you know i remember bill burr talking about it saying like in his neighborhood what department he has it's not really that good he has whole podcast about it but i mean it's it's a crazy thing man when you you give someone mistaken identity man i got dude you know how much shit i get from people that tell me that i'm not black enough like this i remember this one comic i I mentioned this before he said i wasn't black enough i was too i was too light-skinned to say the word nigga it's like motherfucker you're from mount vernon Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. last i checked i think mount vernon is a suburb i could be wrong yeah you know what i'm saying it's like nigga you from like you you don't know where the fuck i came from you know what i'm saying i got white guys that can say the word nigga more so than you can you know what i'm saying Jesus. that's what i wanted to say you know what i mean it's like it's it's fucking crazy how people have this fucked up sense of identity like my identity is being a father mm-hmm. and the reason why i'm back here and we haven't spoke about it is because that identity was taken from me and i couldn't fucking take it no more yeah. You know, I was out there for three months. I'm still living there. I'm not moving because my family's coming down in in May. Yeah. But 
I but you've been back and forth a lot I've more been than back you thought up. you would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like there was a month I went without seeing him and I couldn't take it. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that it was affecting my work. Um, my mental health, having a little bit of mental health issues because of it. I was physically starting to feel uh, bad about it. Um, calling out of work and shit. It was yeah. starting to affect me every day, man. I was feeling sad and shit. It's like, yeah, I got a chance to go and do stand-up. But this is a, this is a, this is a whole thing. Maybe, maybe people can learn the lesson in this. It's like, yeah, you can do what you want to do, what you love to do, and you make those decisions. Remember, what you make those decisions, there's consequences for those decisions. Yeah. And I made a decision to go out there early, and the consequence was not being around my family as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now... Maybe this was like four or five years ago before Brooklyn. Would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? I can ride out without error for a while. You know what I'm saying? There's no responsibility there. She can do her. I can do me. We we see each other as much as we can. But then when this little person who is the one of the only things in my life that makes more sense than comedy Mm -hmm. is not around and I I get out of work and I'm just like a single guy, I don't like that. Right. You know, so after a while, my I'm I'm very open about this. I suffer bipolar disorder, manic depressant, you know, massive mood swings, and I've been running low on my meds lately, and I just started flipping out, man. I mm. won't say flipping out; that's a bad description. I just really started feeling the you pain, had trouble. Anxiety. Yeah, I was having anxiety, trouble with it. I just I I hated leaving them. Um, I just I couldn't take the fact that they weren't around. Yeah. So I'm in this room, days on end in the dark because I just was afraid to get up and leave. Yeah. I ended up getting a colonoscopy because my stomach was feeling bad. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's my ulcer kicking in because of the stress. But it got to a point where I just couldn't take being away from them. So it's like my balance was fucked. So yeah, I get to perform every night. I get to do these open mics and shit like that. I get to work on my craft and which I felt like I've been doing. But at the same time, the, the biggest part of my life was on the low end, which is my family. Yeah. And it's like, I can't do this shit. So yeah. it's like, for me, what makes me an all-around good person is having both my, my, my work and having my family and that, having that balance between right. the two. So it's like, you know, they're both important. You know, I don't know, maybe not equally, but they're equally important because one is eventually going to become my, my, my uh, career mm. if it isn't now. And that's why, that's why so I'm, I'm back a lot. So it's like, you know, I was struggling a lot, man. It was just, yeah. it was a mentally taxing thing. Well, your work is ultimately for your family. You know what I mean? Right. Like, your work is very rewarding uh, and, and, and to you and you want to make that your career and it, and it will be, but also it's it's for your family because you know you want to be able to provide doing what you do the best and what you know the most so and and again like you do have to find that balance because you can't be the best for your family if you're not doing something that you have a passion for of course yeah. you know you got to find what what works best for you i i yeah. challenge everybody out there and i'm using uh, a stand term you know i challenge everybody out there to find that you know, like, like for instance, man, one thing I've been, I've been reading this book called Art and Fear. One of my good friends put me onto it. Mm-hmm. Art and Fear is an awesome book. You probably get the PDF somewhere online. Um, and one of the things that's not, this is one thing I was having trouble with too. Like, all right, so a lot of my friends um, auditioned for Just for Laughs mm-hmm. the other. Now, I'm not sure of you, those who are not familiar with Just for Laughs, Just for Laughs is probably the premier comedy Expo, um, showcase, um, festival, whatever you want to call it. Right, Montreal, right? Montreal. All the greats have done it. All yeah. the greats. Any comedian that you can think of that you know and love, they all have done Montreal. Yeah. And so a lot of guys I know are doing auditions for it. Now, for me, I'm like, damn, you know, I would love to do an audition for that, you know? And at the same then you start thinking about certain things, right? You start questioning your own abilities, blah, 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 shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. 
I didn't do that this time around, which is great. Because for me, it's like in the Art and Fear book that I've been reading, see, art is art. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Now, not, not, and you would mention, like, not everybody can be Mozart, right? Mm-hmm. But even though Mozart was supremely gifted and like God-given ability came to him, mm-hmm. he still worked at it, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing is, all art is art. And the thing is, you can be great in your own right. And the problem is sometimes, especially with me, I look at Chappelle, Chris Rock, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, the list goes on and on. Name any great comedian that you want. And sometimes what we do is we identify our greatness to their greatness. Now, those guys are the upper 1%. Mm-hmm. We may never achieve that, which is okay, you know? But at the same token, you can still be great in your own art. Mm-hmm. Because the only people in the beginning who care about our art are us mm-hmm. and the people in our loved ones. Mm-hmm. If that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, you start doing it. You put the work in time after time, and you get better at it. And then people start noticing it. And then you can do great work from that. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, you have to mentally tell yourself that you can do great work. It doesn't have to be on a Chappelle level. It can be on a Jeff or Rob level or whatever it is, you <clears throat> yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I've been reading. And it's, it makes fucking sense. And ever since then, I've started looking at things a lot differently. Like, I'm great at what I do. Yeah. Because I used to get very uncomfortable because these guys are such great writers. Like, that dude, like Paul Rust. Paul Rust, yeah. Man, and, and, um, and oh boy, um, that Dana Ugly Chick, or was married to the Ugly Chick. Um, Who the what? The guy that's married to the Ugly Chick that he puts in all his movies. Oh, don't. She's not ugly. Yeah, she's whack. Like Apatow. She's yeah. Not ugly. <laughs> yeah. So like he, he like Apatow. Like I knew this was Apatow's work. Like this sounds like some Apatow shit. Yeah. And then right there, and created by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I didn't see the opening credits. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like those guys, man, they're great and within their own right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm watching these dudes and learning from them. I'm like, oh man, you know, I may not be able to do what they do, but I can do what I do and make it good and make it good. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm starting to realize more. Like I like other guys that I work with, man. These guys are great, brilliant writers. But when people come up to me afterwards, after shows, people t- even comics, man, they come up to me. It's like, man, you look so comfortable. You look so calm up there. I yeah. love your energy. Um, you just, you, I, I can watch you all day. You know, you like one one woman. The, the best, the best compliment I got. Two good compliments I got actually. And I bought, and I needed. It was a time of great, great need because that's how sad I've been, right? Yeah. So, because I've been questioning my shit, you know, and one woman, she was a ballerina, like a trained professional mm-hmm. ballerina. She showed me pictures and videos of her. I'm like, this chick is a beast. Yeah. So she comes up to me and she's like, man, you are awesome. You're really, really good. It's like, I like watching you. She's like, I felt like I turned the sound off in my head and I just watched you move. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're a dancer. And I was like, man, to have a professionally trained ballerina tell me mm-hmm. I'm like dancing and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, thank you. That meant a lot to me. And then I did Caroline's a few weeks ago, like a week or so ago, and... Yeah, which is pretty amazing, right? For me, yeah, because yeah. the first time I've ever done it, I don't take yeah, that yeah. shit for granted no. at all. For me, it was great. You know, my buddy Andrew Ginsberg, uh, he, he, he was closing it out. I think he was recording something for himself. Um, and I went in there, did my thing, and then afterwards, and I was struggling. I was kind of like feeling, you know, like a little down about, you know, about my shit, because it's like, man, you know, what am I actually doing, blah, blah, blah. And she comes up to me, she's like, she like pegged the entire set. She's like, I'm seeing what you're doing. She's like, I, like when I start my set off, the first thing I say is, um, uh, first and foremost, I just want to say, I, first and foremost, I just want to say, um, it feels good to be around people who look just like me. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're white, black, whatever, yeah, yeah, and different. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's funny because, like, yeah, we're all human, right? We yeah, breathe yeah. air and drink water, you know that type mm-hmm. of shit. And it gets a quick little laugh because it gets people knowing, like, oh shit, he's gonna start talking about this. 
And then this woman, she comes up to me, this older white woman says, yeah, I see what you're doing. It's like you're taking race and culture and your, and your personal experiences and you're putting them all into one and you're speaking the truth. It's like people need to hear that. She's like, I, I like what you're doing. And she held my hand. But she, she held my hand in a way that was like, like, I feel you. Yeah. Like, I understand you. I'm here for you. Right. Do what you got to do, young man. And, and she held my hand for a little longer than what, most, what was regularly permitted, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, then she nodded at me and gave me this look like, you're going to do well. And I was just like, man, that was fucking awesome. You know, and I went to therapy talking about it and shit. And mm-hmm. so in this time away, it's been awesome because I've been finding myself in every aspect of my life. You know, like the time is crazy when you take time to yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and really figure shit out. It's crazy, man. Well, yeah, self-discovery. I mean, you, you, you need time away from, I don't want to, not distractions, but like the stuff that you handle on an everyday basis. Like if you can take a, some time away from that, you can figure out, you know, which of that stuff is, is actually important. Yeah. So obviously you figured out for sure. Not that there was ever really a doubt, but you figured out that like your family comes first and foremost you know and then but also you know you you want to pursue your art so the goal now is to figure out a way to balance all that stuff and when they move down it's going to make it it's going to happen and then you know i'm already making some moves and you know it's just now you gotta like you know i gotta continue to prove myself over again and i haven't really put myself in there especially since i've been away from work for about the month and some it's been almost it'd be about a month and a half now. Mm. And, um, you know, I just try to spend my time wisely. But just trying to write my shit out, too. It's, it's, it's such a crazy thing because I feel like I'm, I'm you know, now I'm putting in the, in the work. Because I'll be honest with you, I probably said this on the podcast before, I was lazy, you know, because since I was just so naturally talented at what I do, I wasn't sitting at home or, or on the subway or, or anywhere just listening to my work and, and going from there. I would just, mm-hmm. you know, say what I say and remember it and, and then, you know, maybe jot it down on a bullet point and, and go back again. And I was with my teacher, Steve Rosenfield, you know, him, him and I sat down a few times and he just broke down my set. Mm-hmm. This is recently? Oh, yeah, man. This is about a month ago, yeah. man. And he just broke down my set. We spent a 45-minute, 50-minute session of him just going through a five-minute set. I think also a lot of that has to do with the fact that before you move down, like, <clears throat> and we've talked about it on the show before, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you would go to work, come home, spend time with the kid, nap, Get up, do do some more with the family, yeah. go to sleep, go to work. You weren't really getting out and doing a whole lot. Now, because you're in the city, I'm not saying that like you're going out and partying, but you're you have to be out because you have to take the subway and you yeah. have to you have to walk through the city and everything. So you're exposed to a lot more stuff than you were before, and it's and it's you know piquing your creative interest. It's it's uh, you know inspiring you to to think about things that maybe you wouldn't have before. Like I find that. For me, when I create, it's like it's usually sparked by something that, you know, if I either am listening to a podcast or I hear, I don't know, the radio or, or any just anything, just going around. If I hear something, it makes me think about whatever that subject is and then it makes me think about like, well, what if it were this way or whatever. And it's it's rare that I'm ever just like sitting in a room with nothing happening and all of a sudden ideas come to me. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, you got to be inspired by the world around you. Like, there's so much I see in here, and like, you know, you get worked up about it. Like, anything could be a bit, man. Any fucking thing. Like, you know, anything could be a bit. I mean, it's it's crazy how, like, 
You know, but the thing is too though, inspiration comes, but there's sometimes you gotta manufacture it. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I'm learning. It's well, like maybe right, yeah, with the like, home invasion thing. Right, yeah, home invasion bid or anything like that. So like, you know, there's some times where I'll sit down and I'll take a topic in my head mm-hmm. and I'll just write about it for like a page and a half. Mm-hmm. And then it can be straight garbage. And it's okay. Just let it be fucking garbage. Just kind of get that first half hour to 45 minutes out. Yeah. Because like, and then once you get it out, then you start programming your brain to start thinking differently. Mm-hmm. So it's almost just like, you know, you get warmed up before you play, you play a sport or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Then once you get your body warm after like 30 minutes or something like that, then you can get into the thick of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or warm ups when you're exercising, anything. It's just, but you got to mentally train yourself to be that way. And I wasn't doing that. It's like, yeah, yeah I can find inspiration everywhere which I get lucky or you know but there's some times you got to manufacture that shit so like I'll take an idea you know I got an idea about my mother giving me scratch tickets as currency you know, so it's like, all right, I got these ideas about it. So, all right, so what's some of the things about it? So what's some keywords? You know, I'll jot down a keyword here and there. Yeah. And then after I jot down those keywords, then I'll just start writing about it. Boom, just like a page and a half. Yeah. Just about just straight nonsense. It doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to be any jokes. It can just be me just writing up, writing about it and let myself be garbage and corny. And if I continuously do that day by day, then mm-hmm. it just makes more sense. Or if it's an idea yeah. for a sketch, whatever it is. It's, yeah, you're working out a muscle and, and the muscle gets better as the more you, you practice, the more you work it out. I mean, right. that's kind of how it is <clears throat> from uh, how it has been for me lately. I actually started, I, I took, I finally um, downloaded like OpenOffice, which is basically the free version of uh, Microsoft Word. Oh, there's a couple other ones, man. Yeah. Some pre- I got some pretty good ones. Yeah, I, I put you more shit. Dude, no, I got you. I got another thing that I can put you on yeah, to, man. There's, there's even this one um, one joint where, like, if I'm writing something, you can add to it. Word? Really? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, into t- I'm, so I'm glad on you're WordPress, writing. too, actually. But... WordPress is cool. WordPress yeah. is a good blog. But this one's a little different. This one here is, like, if we're writing a script or something like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, what you can do is... I forgot the name of it, man. I think I got it yeah, on my iPad. Yeah, set that up. Cause yeah. I could, yeah I wanna... Celtics is a good one because it's free. Yeah. But this one here is also free and it's web-based. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm writing something out, it's like, hey, man, look, I got this sketch I'm writing up. Or I got this <laughs> idea for... The, or I got this bit I'm writing out. I can go ahead and jot this down and then you can go ahead and make corrections or vice versa. So it's like it's it's I'm actually working with this with it with a couple people yeah. um from my job that it's and once they put me on to it, it's like, oh man, this is cool. But I mean there's a couple free joints out there, man, that you can do that are strictly yeah. web based that, you know, I mean Office is pretty cool, what have you, but Celtics is good because it's like a script writing deal. Yeah, I, I definitely need something like that. What what I ended up doing was <clears throat> after downloading it <clears throat> excuse me. I uh, I found my notebook from 2009 in which I had um, jotted down like a ton of ideas for what was either going to be a script or maybe a novel or a graphic novel or something like that. So I just I had this I, this concept about um, this based based on a a trip to Newport that I took when I was like right out of high school and we went on this. Uh, this tour with a folklorist about the the legends in the area about like ghosts and vampires and so <clears throat> and people love that shit I mean yeah. well, oh nine was that when people started liking um no well Edward and shit probably I don't know when I don't actually think I think well that was probably more like oh eight yeah or so, there you go yeah yeah but. Yeah. My thing was sort of a reaction to that because I, I didn't want vampires to be the good guys anymore. Mm. I wanted them, like, 
to you know be the monsters that they are so my idea was basically like based on this guy that we met who took us around on a tour he's a folklorist and in in my mind it's like okay he most of his job is he studies throughout the year he probably doesn't do a lot of like real work and he probably makes a good amount of his money doing these tours especially around halloween or whatever so this guy like you you could argue that aside from um his you know like helping people to appreciate history his job is kind of useless mm-hmm. and so what would happen if suddenly every skill that he has earned became incredibly useful and that would the 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 situation is that turns out everything that he studied is actually real and so he ha- he's the only one prepared to to take it on uh-huh. So vampires are real, and ghosts mm. are real, and and you know like uh, the idea that witchcraft is actually magical—that's real. Which I know all that shit's been done to death, but I mean, look, was was that the Clover Street, <clears throat> Clover, Clover Lane? That movie just came out. Has nothing to do with this. No, like... what it is though is like John John Goodman's character says that. Um, hold on. Did you, are you going to watch the I movie? I saw the movie. Already. Okay, yeah, yeah, but isn't that towards the end that there's Spoiler. actual aliens that are... That are Spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> fucked yeah. up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> isn't that the end? Because I didn't see this shit. Isn't that the end? Like, there's actual aliens that are actually... You don't, you don't know it until the end. Yeah, until the end, right? Yeah. So, it's, I mean, some... I would say yours is not towards the end like that, but it's something... Oh, no, no, no. no. It's, yeah. It starts up pretty much at the beginning. Like, yeah. you know, at first, it's there's, there's a misdirect where you think it's going to be about these teenagers Mm -hmm. um you know and and typically in the horror movie style like where they're disrespectful and they get killed off one by one that doesn't actually happen um and then it it turns to that it's really about this one guy and and a few of his friends um and they suddenly realize that they have to deal with the situation no one's gonna believe them they can't go to the cops or anything because it's like what count chocula is out there and he's gonna try and Mm -hmm. give you diabetes or whatever so um, so anyway, so what I did was I, found, I, you know, back in 2009, I took a bunch of notes and I didn't really do anything with it. And, and recently I grabbed the notebook and I was like, let me go through this again. Yeah, I, I saw down, it. Downloaded the program. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I put it up on Instagram. No, you I actually started, sent me a picture personally. I did? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, we haven't talked in a while, have we? No, <laughs> like, no, we haven't. It's no, been no, no. so sporadic. I guess I forgot. Yeah. Um, so I've been, I, I started to write it. And what the way this relates to what you were talking about is before I started typing anything, I was just sitting there with my notebook going through it, and all you know, all of a sudden, new things started coming to me. And this has been what six, seven years now since the last time I put anything in that notebook. So new stuff started to come in, and again, like I read through the old stuff. Some of it was good. Some of it could use some touch up. And this new thing that I wrote in actually ended up becoming the beginning, like the beginning of the first chapter. Um, and it's, it takes ideas from what I originally wrote, but it, mm-hmm. it, I think it's better. You know what I mean? Right. So yes, you have to just sometimes shelf it. Well, 
Yeah, but I was saying like you you have to just work those muscles out. Like right. you can't you can't just do it and then stop mm-hmm. and then hope that eventually your yeah. brain wants to kick in and do it again. You have to look look over your stuff. You have to mm-hmm. you know just put yourself in in a space where you can you can just write. Even if it comes out shitty, eventually something good will come out of it. And that's it is funny when you talk about it. It's like it makes it so simple. So it's just funny like misdirection and things like that. Like people think mermaids are actually fucking beautiful, amazing. They are beautiful, amazing creatures, but they're what they do is they fucking take sailors and they drag them into the water and kill them. Yeah. Oh, fucking, traditionally. Yeah. yeah. Mermaids were yeah. fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they weren't hanging with singing crabs and no, shit. No, they weren't. No, they were fucking pieces of shit. That Under the Sea song is an enticement for you to get it's drowned. Fucking whores. But hey, guys, that's it. I got to go pick up my mom because uh, I'm driving her car. I'm going to try to make... Forgive us for the sound being the way it is. I'm going to get two... I'm going to get another microphone... And um, and we're gonna make this. We're gonna start all over on this one. It's probably gonna be episode. Well, this is gonna be episode thirty-four, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah, but I'm gonna go do out with the boom too because it for some reason got deleted off of fucking iTunes. Okay. So I'm gonna do out with the boom too, and then I'm gonna put up the last one we had. So I'm gonna put all three of these all together. The Christmas spectacular. Yeah, that's we're calling that one. Yeah, Christmas sure, spectacular. Okay, I like that. No, that's a good. No, that's a good episode name. Yeah. And no, this no. one here, I don't fucking know what this one's gonna be, but. It's going to be interesting. I'm glad we got this out because I felt I had a higher energy this time. It's been so long. So, everybody, um, we appreciate you. Um, keep on the lookout for us. You know, we're going to be doing these more frequently, um, probably once every two weeks. We might, right. even, you, you we, might even, to... we might even pound out two a week because maybe we'll, maybe we'll get another one in before I take off. I'm leaving either Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, or Monday morning. I haven't decided. Probably Monday morning, more yeah. or less. I'm going to stay back out there for another week or so. And then I'll come back and we'll do the same thing again. So, um, you know, uh, I guess, as always, let's get these hoes. I have nothing else to add to this. I need to go back and write more. <laughs> Under rules. <laughs> <laughs>